American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> Second time's a charm. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Feel good, look good. I feel like the um the sound of the podcast has changed. Um, I don't know if I I changed some stuff around with this. When we went to Maker Camp, mm-hmm. it uh it gives you options for shows and I created a new show, but then it deleted this show. Um I don't know, I feel like the mics sound better somehow. I don't know. That is good. Yeah. So, wrapping up a Wednesday. Yeah, hump day. I can't believe how fast the week goes. Yeah, it's insane. And the weeks go by so fast. The month, November was like a blur. Yeah. Yeah, and October was (laughs) just, just as fast. Yeah. November was um, largely consumed by salt boxes. Yeah, that's true. Which we just gave away. How many we got left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Got about a dozen, dozen seconds left. Yeah, only two walnuts. Yeah, the walnuts. The walnut seconds are nicer than the yeah the cherries yeah. So yeah, if you're a listener and you ordered a salt box, you should probably have it by now. Mm-hmm. I think Adam got the last of them in the mail. It was like maybe Monday, Monday or yesterday. I'd kind of like to see that process just to get a just get a visual on <laughs> what it takes to mail all those things out. Yeah, he um, he was asking me today about, um, well, maybe I shouldn't say, about another another pro- potential project. You're not going to be able to read what that is. Oh. Uh, what's that thing at the top? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Not this exact design, but with those like hinge, those are like off a fucking door. Mm-hmm. Those hinges. Yeah. Um. So we'll see about that. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. That price is uh, seems lofty, but I don't. He didn't say anything about price. Um. So yeah, maybe we'll have another another three dot Leone collaboration. Yeah. Maybe we could use solid instead of that. Uh, yeah, that candy cane, whatever. Yeah, no. Stupid. Um, oh, better save this real quick. CP season four, episode three. All right. So we're moving right along. Yeah, back out on install tomorrow at the salon job. So it turns out Chris from New Doors went to high school with, what's her name? Cassie? Carissa? Uh, White Opal. The wife, the wife at White Opal? Yeah, the owner. Yeah. The proprietor. The proprietress. Yeah, would that be the... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making words up over here. <laughs> Female. Female proprietor. Version of proprietor. <laughs> Proprietress. <laughs> that was just a guess. I've, I never used that word in a sentence before. Plural. Proprietresses or proprietrix. That's a weird word. Proprietrices. Proprietress. Yeah. Why is there three? What if you're a non binary? Proprietor. <laughs> Petriatex. Petriatex. 
Yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> That's for another podcast. And no reading into that. It did not mean anything one way or the other. No, just, no, no. Just raising a question. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there is no gender neutral proprietor. Hmm. Well, oh. gender neutral version of proprietor. The internet's got all the answers. Can a female proprietor be called a proprietor? Is proprietor gender neutral? In contemporary usage, a female proprietor would be proprietor. Generally speaking, when one's gender has no bearing on the occupation in question, the correct practice is to use one term that emphasizes the occupation and ignores the gender. All right, proprietor. Proprietrix versus proprietor. Proprietor is a gender-neutral term that can be used to describe anyone who owns and manages a business or property. On the other hand, so I got to click on. Uh, on the uh, on the other hand, proprietrix is a term used specifically for a female owner and manager. Essentially, proprietrix is the female version of proprietor. Proprietrix sounds like a bad bad word. Yeah, like a dominatrix <laughs> or like yeah. a like a trick. Yeah. Like turn in a trick. Yeah. I suppose if you want to um, delineate, you know, that you're a female owner, you could use that. Yeah. Yeah. To make it known. Uh, so we digress. Yeah. Um, oh, bumping into the microphone. Still never got shock mounts for these multi- multiple years later. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we're back out tomorrow to the salon job. Probably, I'd say it'd be like our second to last, or or likely there will be three more visits, including tomorrow, yeah. because we'll have tomorrow we'll have a cleanup visit, and then there's always a cleanup cleanup visit. Yeah, we'll we'll hang those shelves, put on the side panels. You'll finish up that wash station. Yep. Um. Pop on. We can <clears> pop <throat> on the doors at this point. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can get that that countertop rough put together. What was this Angela just emailed? Uh, painted. Closet has to be to the ceiling. It's an angled ceiling. Eat rock. <laughs> People wanting things that we don't do. Nothing's easy. Uh, but yeah, we get that countertop shaped out, just jogs around, around a corner, get the brackets in, relatively light day. Yeah. um, The backwash are going pretty easy. Now that they moved that plumbing, got to notch out one of the legs. Oh, geez. Uh, Picked up some Azek for that because we ran out of compact laminate and we're not waiting eight weeks for it. Wait, is there sandpaper in the van? Yeah, but we better pack some. I think I used a bunch of it. Remind me tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. to pack sandpaper in a block plane. Clean up the um, the edges on that. It looks, the AZEC looks basically just like the compact line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be an end panel where you're not going to see, you're not going to see them next to each other really. Well, we probably should have used for the whole thing. It would have been nice. That sheet was 180 bucks versus uh, 600. Uh, no. What? What's 32 times 22? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> 700 something? Yeah, it's probably close to 700. Six high sixes. 704. Yeah, so that sheet would have been 704 for a compact laminate. Plus, you probably put it in the van by yourself. I took it out of the van, put it on the saw by myself. No problem. Yeah. Versus $22 a square versus less than six. Um, And easier to work, way lighter. Could screw it, nail it, glue it, anything you want. Yeah. Could get it in three-quarter inch, one inch. Yeah, I think they make it thicker than that too. 
Cut it like a breeze. Yeah, it's super soft. But it's soft, but it's not, I don't know, it doesn't really dent. I mean, I guess it does if you hit it with something real hard, but the compact lamb is just stupid. Yeah, it's got some elasticity to it, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I'll be glad to knock that out. Working on the um, the oak cabinets, getting those moving along, Get getting some more oak coming in early next week. Where this, the uh, I thought he, I thought they had pictures of the packs. He said, uh, "Let me say a couple hundred board feet." Boys at Lewis Lumber. Yeah, I could do a few <coughs> a few hundred board feet for five eighty five board foot. Most of what I have here right now is ten footers, if that matters. Thinking delivery will likely be Tuesday. He said, so they're probably going to pick out a couple packs and then or a pack. And then send over some numbers. A five eighty five a board foot is eh, not too bad That's for reasonable five for quarter flat cut. Oak. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we ran through probably uh, what was there one hundred fifty board feet. Yeah. So I'll get another two hundred in. We got this historical society job, which they were supposed to drop off check today. They didn't drop off. Well, I guess the day's not over yet, but I don't foresee that happening. But we need that material for that anyway. Um, I know that this client is anxious to get these done. Yeah. Um, I think she thinks she had a, a different expectation than what I explained in terms of timeline. I was mm. like, yeah, you know, get started. We'll get started on your job in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The, all she heard was the couple of weeks part, probably. Yeah. Um. But not a ton more time on that. Got to make some finished samples. Yeah. Uh, do that on Friday. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, it'll be nice and simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did send off a piece of this crown molding to Chris over at United Finishes. We um supposed to be doing, I sent revised drawings over to Eric. I have not heard back. I made it... um made it look closer to the kitchen so mm-hmm. the job the mudroom job that we just did like i feel like the power button on this thing doesn't work um the mudroom job we just did there we go they um they want to do a little bay window seat um and the original drawing i did was like super quick and dirty and uh, there we go. This just sort of like flat panel mm-hmm. with, and like I'm just thinking about it, I'm like this looks stupid, doubled up rails and styles and yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, so we went back because we need to rework. I mean, how much better does that look? Oh, that's that's much more in line with the the stuff that's there too. Yeah, this just doesn't look good. Um. So I redesigned the bench. I made it, you know, real life where it's actually mitered and all that versus, you know, a three-sided thing with grain running in one direction. <laughs> um, where's it going with this? Oh, they want to match the color of the top to some uh, cabinets that they had for like the scullery. And I think maybe there's, they have that. They have like, in the kitchen, they have those towers and they have yeah. oak doors inside of a white. It's, it's a little bit weird looking. It's very weird looking with a white drawer at the bottom. I was like, are those like temporary doors? Um, but anyway, it's called Kodiak from Signature Cabinets or something like that. Signature Line Cabinets. Mm. Um, so I sent a piece off to Dan and he's going to send it to general finishes and get, we'll get a match get a recipe cooked up in the um the dye stain which is we were talking about that uh two weeks ago the no wipe dye stain yeah um so you spray it on and i mean that's what this this looks like a like a dye but what the hell do i know 
But it's a pretty consistent color. Yeah. That's what makes me think it's a dye. Because it's so saturated. But who knows? It could be it could be like toned on top of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a can of the Enduro Pro Series uh, Clear Poly in flat in today. You know, we previously tried the Amber, which was two Amber. So this, yeah. this, I'm thinking for Donna, maybe shoot a 50-50 blend of Amber and Clear and do a Clear. And then do a clear with maybe some white in it. I don't know. I don't know what kind of white to mix in. All the general finishes stains you can you can use as a toner with they say ten percent stain into the top coat. I forget. Um I have to maybe pick Dan's brain. Yeah. They're a good that. resource. Yeah. Um, so we'll see with that. Make those samples. Hopefully she goes with some, something simple without much protesting. And the, and the white is the Chantilly? Yeah, Chantilly lace again on the, on the painted stuff. So it's a white, you know, shakery inset bench. In a bay window. Um, and yeah, I went with like the doors inside of the face frame thing, which I don't understand why everybody does that, but <laughs> I mean, it looks, it looks nice. It just doesn't make any sense. Like why does the end panel look like a door inside of a frame? Yeah. I, well, we know because it's, that's makes it easier for them to order the generic stuff, you yeah. know, and just put it together. So this will be a drawer and a drawer. So it's got two two drawers on the sides and then just a little lift up lid on the mm-hmm. in the middle. Nice and easy. Again, we gotta rework the mud room, which, you know, didn't go wall to wall and didn't go to the ceiling. And now they want it to go wall to wall and to the ceiling. So got to uh, do that. Which shouldn't be too bad. It's mostly finishing on that. But if we're going to be spraying uh, this bench anyway, yeah. then not that yeah. big of a deal. wonder what the floor is like over there. It's nice and flat. Maybe that's where that quarter round could come back. Oh, where this bench is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. What are the angles there at the window? Uh, like 40 degrees. Oh, that's... uh, Huh. Hundred and thirty and a half. Yeah. You want to do it that way. This side is a half degree off of that. Hundred and thirty one. Hmm. That's the one thing about fusion and angles, it gets I don't know what's going on with this wall right here. What the hell happened? What is that? Some kind of weird artifact. Um, the angles on fusion get <clears throat> get a little wacky sometimes because they deal in the three hundred and sixty degree yeah angles when we you know we typically only deal up to ninety. Um, and then you're just your point of reference changes, but the terminology remains ninety and and less. So it gets confusing. I measured these as 40. Yeah, because what's yeah. it? You're going past 90 to the 131 and yeah. 130 and a half. I had to 
What was it? So I had 40 and a half. 90 minus 40.5 plus 180. Is that it? No. Uh, 180 minus 40.5. No, that's not it. Uh, how the hell did I do that? 90 plus 40.5. Yeah. That's what it was. I had to add 90 degrees to it. Yeah. Which I don't know why. Maybe, uh, I was using that miter saw thing, but I had it on single cut. Oh, yeah, it's because it's 40 and a half off of this line. Uh, not off the back wall. Uh, oh, wait, no. Perpendicular to this line. This is. Forty and a half. So if you if you took this line and squared it perpendicularly off the wall, mm. then that's forty and a half right there. You gotta add that ninety back in to get it all the way over to here. Should have paid attention to math class. <laughs> I say that all the time. It was like I can still see my my stupid junior in high school self going. I'm not going to ever need this, you know, when I was in geometry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like my worst math class, too, was geometry. Backyard. It's this goddamn black cat back there. Must might. Yeah, there it is. Right by the door. <laughs> Always oh, freaking cat. Oh, it looks like he's got something. Oh. No, just strolling, just rooting around. Yeah, put the replacement Simply Safe cameras up today. Yeah, working uh, the charm. Two of one, two, three, four, five went bad. Just shit the bed. They sent out new ones, which is cool. But then they sat here for a couple of weeks because who's got time to you know climb on the ladder? Deal with that shit. There. Yeah. Um, so we finally got those back up today and then we got another one that seems like it's no good. So I don't know. I don't think Simply Safe will be sponsoring the podcast. No, I even went up on the roof to check the little solar panels, mm -hmm. adjusted them a little bit to go with the winter sun direction. Let's see if that helps any. Well, the one is already, <laughs> there's, one, there's one that's already wheezing and gagging. Where's the. Oh, man. Yeah, it's completely offline. I don't know if that means it's already dead. I don't see how the battery could have died already, but... Yeah. But I put a fresh battery in the last time, and it died within, like, a day, which is which they said means... I don't know. Something's wrong. Uh, well, no, it's connected. It, the Simply Safe shit sucks. Now front right is offline. Right there. Connection error. Unable to connect to Wi-Fi. It's like... It's 15 feet away from our router. So annoying. And we pay 30 bucks a month for monitoring. Yeah. Well. I don't know how much good that's doing us. Well, when we had that yeah. smoke detector thing, that was, you know... That, that let alone, I mean... Nothing else that was worth it. And when the alarm goes off, you know, they um, they look at the cameras and see what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, I have my, I have it set so that if it goes off and I'm, and I'm in do not disturb, it still goes off. But God forbid, slept through it or something. And oh, yeah. Somebody broke in, they would send the cops. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, simply safe. What's the alternative? It's like, does Ring makes a similar product? Yeah, Ring, Blink. Uh, there's a bunch of different ones. Mm. I don't think Ring has, um, uh, what's it called? Monitoring. Monitoring. Yeah. 
So I cut up all that, uh, that oak mm-hmm. and, uh, I could feel maybe that blade needs a little bit of sharpening. The, um, ripping blade. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably get a, um, what's it called? A more of a dedicated ripping blade. Yeah. And you know where we're going to send it? I had a feeling this was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> gotta thank little, little ham fisted. <laughs> gotta thank our sponsor of this week's episode. One of our sponsors. That's Ridge right. Carbide. That's right. When you need the right saw blade for the job, put your trust in Ridge Carbide Tools. Yeah, because for over fifty years, Ridge Carbide has been producing industrial saw blades designed with exact specifications for the cutting results you expect. Before you buy, call Ridge Carbide and they'll help determine the right tool that meets your needs, your needs, your needs, as well as your budget. Yeah. And, and after the sale, Ridge Carbide provides sharpening services, which we will use again and again for all your saw blades, dado sets, router bits, and jointer planer knives. Ridge Carbide is located in Kansas and they provide high quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price. So what, what are, are you cutting? cutting? Mostly oak this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was uh, chatting back back and forth with Paul. He uh, he said he enjoyed listening to the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not just uh, um, advertisers for Ridge. We're actual uh, users of the product. Yeah. Um, and found some... Actually, I don't think there was any ridge blades in there, but found a stash of blades that we were looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, right? Because like the last week, we were like, where are all those blades? We must have given them away or something. Yeah, when I went looking for that uh, non-ferrous metal blade, I knew for sure that they had to be somewhere because we wouldn't have gotten rid of that. Yeah. Um, I had to cut some brass. So we made this uh, island over at the salon, and it's... Uh, so the main the main material we're using is Tafisa cross flower, which is kind of like this like linen like pattern TFL, and then uh, everything else is Formica pecan woodline. It's called, which is just like a really straight grained. Um, I guess yeah. it's supposed to resemble pecan wood. I don't know. Yeah. It look, it's the color of like a pecan shell. Yes. Um, you know, like if you buy the nuts in a in a whatever. That's in the shell, in a bag. Um, Have you ever seen a real pecan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never bought the bag of nuts in a shell? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's that tan brown. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, oval-shaped, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, like a, you know, almost like a capsule shape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And really smooth, like really smooth on the outside. Yeah, it does look pecan-colored. Yeah. Let me see what pecan wood looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it doesn't look anything like that. No. Not butt nut. Pecan nut. Yeah. Mm, that's not what I remember them look like. I just thought they would be a little bit lighter. Yeah, like this. There you go. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of that color, really straight, straight grained pattern. Um. So on the on the island, the back panel is like, we'll call it 110 inches and 60 or 70, 72 inches of it is frost flower. And then it changes over to pecan. And there was a two inch reveal, it was called on the drawings between. And um, that's what the designer had put in there it was two inches. And then we talked about it and we decided to shrink it down, but then that never made it to revisions for the CNC guy. So it got cut. And then, I don't know, something happened where the whole thing grew by a little bit and it ended up two and a half. So it was like, it looked too wide. Um, so, and it was black. So it was like a two and a half inch black reveal set back three ace. Um, so what she wanted to do, was match what we had everywhere else is where we had this three ace inch black reveal like underneath the countertops and stuff um and between the back things on the banquette 
So now it's cross flower, three eighths inch black. Then it's uh, like an inch and uh, I'm not going to do the math, but then it's a strip of pecan. Then it's three eighths of brass. And then it continues on to the rest of the pecan. Um, so I had to cut this brass, <laughs> which is just like some like leftover piece from a chromome bolt from the yeah. cherry uh, thing that we built way yeah. back when. And it went shooting across. Oh the yeah, shot. forgot all about that. Yes, yeah, so we have a, a blade. It's an Amana. Maybe if we had a ridge carbide, it would have worked better. Yeah, have an Amana blade that we bought just for cutting brass, and um, I was <coughs> I was ripping it down from five ace down to three ace. And it was only you were doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Only, um, five sixteenths thick, something like that. Yeah. Not very thick, but it it was like a, a semicircular cross section. Yeah. Um, so I was, I ripped one side. I was ripping the first side down to it. I went from five eighths to half to three eighths. So I, I'm ripping the first side to half and I got to like the last six inches and it was just wanting to lift up, and I was using one of those John Peters push sticks that's been uh, chewed up to no end, so it just had, like, a very small area to push down, and it just, I lost uh, <laughs> control of it, and it went shooting underneath of the edge banner. It was just one of those where, you you know, it's starting to go, and you just step, it's time to step to the side. And just let it go because because <laughs> there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah, and yeah, especially a piece of brass that's yeah. like forty inches long. <laughs> yeah, you all you hear is some noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you just hope it's not coming your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to do some damage, but no, it didn't. It uh, didn't at all. No. Um, so yeah, that was like a little bit wacky. I had the mic, uh, I took a piece of three ace MDF, mic at one edge, mic at the face, and then I cut a rabbit in it and then epoxied the piece of brass into that rabbit, like right on the edge. Um, and the epoxy, I don't know, we got this old can of West systems and I think it, it's just lost every, all yeah, it's it bonding anything. It doesn't know. work anymore. Uh, granted, you know, it was only clamped up for two hours or something like that. But I feel like, you know, why is it kicking the cup, but it's not dry? Yeah. We've had, we've asked that question of that stuff before. Yeah. Um, so I ended up funny enough, funny, funnily enough. Yeah. Filling, uh, because it had that semicircular shape. There was still, you know, the edges weren't like, which is probably has something to do with the two, you know, on the backside, there's a radius. So it wasn't like fully contacting on the bottom. Although the edge, I made sure to glue the edge. Um, I basically, I just filled the crack with CA glue. There you go. So it's not going to go anywhere. It's in a, it's going to be underneath of an overhang where nobody's even going to be touching it. Let alone barely even looking at it. So I wonder if they'll have that fancy coffee machine there when we go tomorrow. I think they might have installed the stone. I'm not sure. Oh, they did. Oh, we can still get in from the inside. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. If not, we're going to hot glue that thing on. Hopefully it's not too <laughs> thick. It's too thick and I have to run it through the table saw. Oh, I hope it's not too thick because then we have to take the table saw out of the van. No, we'll just bring it on the next trip. <laughs> Yeah, it's more work to get that thing out of the van. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to move everything that's up there at the front of the van. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain in the neck. Need one of those little festool uh, table saws yeah, just hanging from the roof. Job site. Yep. Um, man, before we know it, it's going to be 2024. I know. 24 is about the temperature that it was this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it was cold. And my truck turns off after 10. Like if I do a self-start. Yeah, 10 minutes, it shuts off. 10 minutes isn't enough. Doesn't get the heat going in there. No. 
You know, this is going to sound like I'm really a, a, a whiny brat, but you know, one complaint I have with my car is that I can't turn on the seat warmers remotely. Huh. If, uh, I mean, if you can, if you can, I don't know how to. Yeah. I can start. Don't you have an app? Yeah. And there's, I can't find any place mm. that'll let me turn the seat warmers on. I need to Google that. <laughs> That's some real. That's a first world problem. It's war in the Middle East. People don't have clean drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't get my seat, can't turn my seat warmers on remotely. I feel like they don't work unless you're like, Sitting, unless there's pressure sitting on them. Yeah, I can't yeah. be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, have seat warmers that's, on my truck. That's kind of embarrassing <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, this is this is my first car with seat warmers. Uh, my Lincoln had seat warmers. Yeah, I've been actually trying to get the wife to to drive the, my car. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, she she just doesn't adapt to new things, but you know she would she would enjoy it more than me. You know I don't really appreciate just a car. What is there to adapt to? Like she can't figure out like the steering. You know, not the steering. The you know the shifting that's up on the stick there throws her off. Yeah, but you only got to do it one time. I know, you know and it's it. it's written right on there too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, one of these days, I'll get her in there. Um, I think she was going to take, um, you know, she's she's drives uh, um, Passat, mm-hmm. and it's it's getting close to that. You know how cars have like that expiration date on them now. It's oh, yeah. like all of a sudden they they cost more to keep than than to get rid of it. Yep. I have a feeling that the Passat's headed there very shortly. It doesn't take long. Yeah, so um, I was telling her, you know, that maybe we'd get rid, if we get rid of the Passat, she could take my car, and then I would just get another truck. Oh, so you get to get two new cars in a row, and she doesn't (laughs) see where this is going? (laughs) I never thought of it that way. I can bet that she has. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I got in trouble for buying a tonneau cover for my truck after. Advice from a married man. Like, yeah. I needed it. Uh, you got a new truck and you bought a cover for it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's funny. Cause we got that car um, right at the height of, when there were no cars. Yeah. So everything was expensive. There was, there was nothing available. So we wound up get, picking up a Mercedes and my wife is the one that kind of picked it out. Mm-hmm. So, and yet she's yet to drive it. Not even once. No. I mean, it, even my wife's driven my truck I several know, times. I know. So she's like, I think I want to get a truck next time. And then she's like, I hate my car. I'm like, since fucking when? <laughs> you picked it out. It's brand new. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice car. What don't you like about it? I don't like the windshield. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh God. Yeah. Um, my wife likes the, um, the Passat because it's got a CD player in it. Oh, God. And she has a couple of CDs that she listens to all the time. That's a pretty easy fix. We've got this thing now called iTunes. Yeah, yeah. So um, she's she listens to Pan. She's got her own Pandora station and everything now. So um, I'm thinking that uh, I could really get her moved over to the Benz and she could, you know, learn how to use the car play and stuff like that. Yeah, there's no cars with CD players anymore as far yeah. as I know. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so we'll see what happens. I think she's got, uh, I think she's going to bring the, the car into the, the dealer for something or other. And we'll 
find out what the what the verdict is. If it's you know something that's too costly, then I feel like that thing's in the shop more than yeah any car that I've ever had. Even and like I had like shitty old cars. Yeah, there's um. Well, my wife just like she'll she'll go to the shop to have them reset the computer the the clock. Oh <laughs> <laughs> or, or if there's like she'll show up at like a box of donuts and ask them to change the wiper blades or something. <laughs> She's like their veto. Yes. Except he never brought donuts. Yeah. She's totally high maintenance. <laughs> oh, Lord. I remember she, my wife said, what? What's high maintenance? I'm like, well, if you, if there was a dictionary description and you flipped open to it, they would have your portrait right there. It's like, I don't think I like that. That's <laughs> a... Moment for introspection. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, to my wife's uh, benefit, like uh, she will like run over a couple of rolls of toilet paper to oh, the yeah. shop. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's totally helpful in that regard too. So yeah, for sure. She's a mixed bag. Like we all are. It's not a malicious high maintenance. It's no, just a, no. <laughs> just with some crossed wires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I think that we probably, men probably all think of their spouses as uh, high maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they <coughs> certainly all have their moments. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. We should be getting a package from Unita here any day now. So we oh, have. that'll um, be cool. Yeah, two of the three by four Sanders, which we, uh, we got to thank them for the Sanders and for being a sponsor of the podcast. We have some, uh, be making some, some reels and stuff coming up, uh, showing the three by four sanders and how we're using them. Um, but one of the two sanders is a non vacuum sander, uh, but they sell a conversion kit. So basically, you just change the pad. The pad that's on it now has no holes and it doesn't have a vacuum port. Um, but the cool thing about these sanders is that it's just like a new pad and a little thing that goes in. So they're sending that, that over so that we can get the other sander into the rotation. Um, easy fix. But yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been using that thing a lot. Um, what the hell was I just using it for? Um, it's a great prep tool. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we talked about it last week, how it's, it, it moves material, but it's not, so aggressive that you're going to over sand or, you know, put big swirl marks or anything like that into your, into your workpiece. Yeah. Um, I never used a, you know, a three by four before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I really like it as it's, you know, it's totally different than the random orbit. And I think, did you hear my shoulder? I pop? did. I'm pretty sure the, it picked it up on there. I, I heard it all the way over here. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we had never tried it until Chris and Dan brought brought one over different from a different <coughs> company. Yeah, uh, <coughs> which apparently they're coming off the same. Well, I should maybe. I don't they're, know. They're remarkably similar to one another. Yeah, they're coming from the same area. We could say that same. Uh, you know, they're they're. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. Vicinity. Yeah. Zone. They're definitely they're definitely made with some of the same parts and stuff. I don't know, you know, how much further it goes from that, but they they look very, very similar. Um I don't remember what the hell where where I was going with that. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> we were just discussing the virtues of our unique sandwich. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, we were saying, yeah. So Chris and Dan brought brought a sander so we tried it out then you know and they took us to school on on mm -hmm. prepping shaker doors and then you know we got schooled again when we went to spray day with nate and um just really solidifies how good it is to have a three by four sander you can't go back it's like flying yeah. first class 
You, they, you can't go back to coach after you fly first class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it's like, no, no. And it's not even like it's a, like first class to coach. It's like, well, you know, you're still getting to the same place. Well, uh, I guess technically you could do it by hand and get to the same place. But, it, you know, if you want to get the best possible finish, like it's really important that you use a three by four standard yeah. to get inside of these panels Those corners. Um, you know, you can get there by hand, but it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to be a big pain in the ass. And then by the time, you know, you get to door number 25 by yeah. hand, you're probably going to phone it in. And then, you know, when you get to spray and it's like, Oh, well, it's good enough. That's the thing. I mean, if you're, you know, doing one door, two doors, uh, then it, these things don't matter so much. But if you're in a in a shop with any sort of production, mm-hmm. all that stuff gets multiplied. Yeah, and even you know, once you do, once you have it, it's like it makes one or two doors easier and faster. Oh, yeah. And then any seconds that you can shave off anywhere is is all for the better. Yeah. And actually, speaking of Unita, I, I did order some sandpaper too. Mm. On their Black Friday deal. Oh, nice. Um, which is pretty good. 45 bucks shipped. There you go. For, um, and that's $15 shipping. It was $27.76 for two boxes. Oh, $320. Um, but where is the... I guess it didn't ship yet. I love having sandpaper when I need it. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's like sandpaper and screws. You know, there's nothing like having the right size screw yeah. <laughs> and the right grid of sandpaper. We got some screws coming tomorrow. We need an inch and a quarter pocket screws. <clears throat> and I got... um. Because it's free shipping at a hundred and a five a carton of five thousand pocket screws was like eighty five. It's amazing. I got um some two and a quarter. They got two and a quarters in now uh, mm. of eight eight by two and a quarter. <coughs> Hello, thank you. Yeah, which is a size that we haven't had. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we used to have with the McFeely stuff, but yeah, I got a bag of five hundred. Cool. A uh, forty-five hundred, eight by one and a quarter. Oh my god! <laughs> for eighty-two bucks, because that's—I mean, we go through those like water. Yeah, they go pretty fast. I got more biscuits coming too from Hayflug. Right of those. Yeah, forty-five hundred divided by you know eighty-two, thirty-five divided by forty-five hundred. What's that like? Five cents? No, no less than one point eight cents. Almost two cents. Yeah. That's why, you know, it cracks me up when I know. Like Rich <laughs> from Hayfield is like, we got screws. I'm like, you gotta they don't have the screws. They don't have the same drive size, which is a, if they had if they had like what we use where we use eight by one all the way up to eight by three, all the same T twenty. Yeah. Or yeah, T twenty. Yeah. Driver bit. I get them from Hayfield, but they don't. Um, not changing bits is a big one. Yeah. But then it's like, you're going to beat. actually, if anybody was going to beat it, it would be Hayfla for 1.8 cents per screw. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with that, that head, uh, arrangement. Yeah. These screws are great. This was, it was no, a great fun. No camming out. Vasco fastener and industrial supply corporation. Uh, free shipping over a hundred bucks. Basically, they're they're in Atlanta, and uh, like I ordered this on yesterday, and we'll get it tomorrow. So yeah, can't beat that. They have uh, they have all kinds of stuff. We get the um, toggles, snap toggles from them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like those. They sell 3M, Camo, Bassin Master. 
Oh, there are those snap goggles. Oh, it's cause, probably because you. They have bits and I don't know. They have bits and drivers. Hand heads, self tapping, trust head. I kind of nerd out on that, their catalog sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's one here. <laughs> I guess I get one at the house. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I, I laugh at myself. I'm like, y you're reading this catalog for screws. Like, look at this, an OG washer. Oh. Never even heard of that. Hot dip galvanized. What is that for plumbing or something? Mm, I don't know. Three quarter inch. They're expensive. Five for twenty dollars. Not sure what they use those for. They sell nuts. They sell nails, tape. Oh, K lock nuts with those mm, little yeah hex flange nuts, heavy duty hex nuts, eighteen eight stainless hex nuts. Nails. Spiral decking nails. Voice hangers. Also known as Tico nails. I didn't know that. Yeah, inch and a half by nine. 50 pounds for 123 bucks. A lot of nails. Yeah, because a five pound box <laughs> yeah. of nails is... <laughs> yeah. Is the size of that tissue box. That's because I'm, I'm thinking about that. Like I was just at Lowe's this morning down that aisle. 3M double coated. Oh. I'm trying to think of what we're going to put uh, Donna's mirror. Uh, mirror wall. Yeah. I was thinking that we would use some kind of tape like that. I keep forgetting about the mirror wall. That might work. I wonder for how long. That stuff's pretty heavy duty. <clears throat> I mean, they have they have double sided tape like that now. That's good for outside. Ah. Uh -huh. Actually, Timmy was just using it for some. Uh, oh yeah, window grills. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, originally she was worried about these things being too big, but I'm like, you're going to have to get in there and clean every single one of these little squares. <laughs> she was like talking about lattice. I'm like, you're going to clean 500 two by two squares? <laughs> like that's going to make it worse because she was like, it's really hard to keep the glass clean all the time. I'm like, okay, yeah. then, I mean, personally, I would have just gotten rid of the glass, the mirror. Yeah, that so. that's a nice look though. Yeah. Uh, um I, I like that um proportion. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's a golden rectangle. That'd be close. Because it's so pleasing to the eye. Sixteen by twenty three. Nine. 24 and a half. Yeah. That's real close. Yeah. Yeah. And they worked out pretty well where it's like they, it's like three nearly equal, mm -hmm. you know, overall widths. These ones are like maybe an inch more narrow. Two inches. Separated by the doorway, you really can't tell too much. No. So what we're talking about is the this oak job with these um, cabinets, the three, six cabinets that we were talking about. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, John? Is it? What the hell episode is this? <laughs> I think it's four. Is it four? I think it's episode four. No, it's three. No, oh. yeah, we had John and then just us and then now oh. this is, yeah, episode three. Oh, season four, episode three. Yeah. Um, She has a wall that's uh, 
adjacent to these other pieces that we're building and um, it's covered with mirror. So she wants to, she wanted to cover it up with like lattice. What the hell happened to my uh, window over here? But, you know, I said, it's not really a great idea because the, um, it's going to make such small squares that you're going to have to try and get in there and clean it. So imagine dusting in there. Yeah. Um, little like Wayne's coating kind of things, just Oak, like three inch wide Oak strips. Yeah. Three inches wide. Um, that's just going to go over top. So they make like these like 16 by 20 squares, one, two, three, four, four by three. And then two by three on the, there's a doorway. Hopefully that made sense. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like, um, a little bit of a facade over the mirrors. Right. Yeah. Just going to be stuck to the mirror somehow, whether that's with mastic or double-sided tape. Mm -hmm. Maybe we use that X-Fasten tape. I just don't want to create any gaps, you know, like in the, I want it to be tight against the glass, but I don't know how tight. Yeah. Cause you can kind of that mirror, you know, working on the mirror, you can kind of see it if it's a little bit off. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that the mirror is not perfectly flat. But it could be wrong. Oh, uh, Stacy said I could head over any day time this week for the countertop. Mm. Um Well, yeah, I guess it leaves Friday. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I I want I want you to get some pictures of that and yeah. uh send them off to Brian at Fez and see what the deal is with that. Maybe we can get a get her a new countertop. Yeah. Well, I got these inch and a half, like quarter inch lag screws mm -hmm. and washers. Better bring some sockets because you're going to have to yeah. put it on the right angle. Yeah. Yeah. Bring socket set. And, um, yeah, we've got a butcher block, valley block top. That's got a, <clears throat> a wild cup in it. Yeah. More, more bowed wood. Yeah. So, you know, Dinky little countertop job for no money <laughs> turned into probably not costing us money, but getting pretty close. Yeah, ain't that the way it goes? Yeah. Um. Well, we're creeping up on the one hour mark. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because there's a, there is a definite you know upward swing on that on that edge yeah it's got to be five sixteenths of an inch mm -hmm. off the countertop or something but hopefully uh, hopefully get that down yeah i can maybe bring it down without ripping the cabinet apart <laughs> yeah you gotta get this the lags like as close to the edge of the cabinets as yeah, possible where the, yeah where the stretchers are attached to yep the, um yeah and maybe glue and lag the back with the top, with the front edge flying, you know, completely detach that side to suck the back down and then clamp the front down. Yeah. And That's what thing. I was thinking about was taking the screws out. Yeah. Getting some adhesive in there, you know. Yeah, do the entire back edge. Yeah. Get that tight because you can't clamp it. No. And then clamp the front. That's a good idea. Um, and I don't think movement's going to be an issue because... Those tops are basically riffs on anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, with the compressor running, we're going <laughs> to bid you farewell. You can't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear like, sounds like feedback. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, really appreciate everybody out there. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, share the show with your friends, or consider subscribing to our Patreon.
We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah.